Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Good evening and happy Friday, everybody. This looks really weird. Hang on a second here. Let me let me adjust. Okay. Okay, dangle this thing. Good evening and happy Friday. See if I do that. Is this like graduation where if I move it from side to side, it's like gonna oh there we go. I like it better on that side. It's like when you graduate, right? It goes on one side and then or when you get married, right? The veil flips sides. I don't know. Anyway, good evening, everybody. It's one week away from from the Christmas uh Christmas thing going on. I've had an eventful day. I have. And I'm going to tell you about it. I am going to tell you about it. In the meantime, my name is Charlotte, and I am the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team. I'm also going to be your host for the next hour. We are 45 strong up and down the state of California. And that means we can get to you no matter where you're located in the state. It may take us a couple hours, but we will get to you. Why does this hat look so weird? Um, we, but we will be able to get to you. Uh, you see, oh yes, and we also have associate branches in Oregon, Washington, Nevada, and Hawaii, if you need help. You can find us on Facebook, you can find us on Twitter, you can find us on Instagram, you can find us at TikTok, you can find us on Twitch. So let me give you those handles. Over on TikTok, we're California Haunts, it's all lowercase. Over on Instagram, it's Ghosty Gal, G-H-O-S-T-Y-G-A-L, all lowercase. Over on Twitter, it's Cal Haunts. And, of course, on Facebook, it's California Haunts, or under my personal name, you can reach us. And we will give I will get back to you within an hour of you reaching out to me for help. All right? We're not those run-of-the-mill groups we like to go in, and that's part of what we're discuss- Nancy and I are going to be discussing talking about tonight. We like to go in and really, really investigate, turn, turn everything inside out, as they say, because we're not just looking for paranormal stuff. We are looking for logical explanations for what may be going on in your residence or your business. All right. Okay. That being said, Nancy and I have an event tomorrow at 3 p.m. Pacific, and there's still a few tickets available, and we're really excited to do this. And what you're going to get for your $12 is you're going to get a private reading with Nancy for five minutes, five-minute private reading. And what you get, you get your reading. You can ask one or two questions during that reading. And you also get a, pri- a personal copy of that. I will either email you the video, but if you have trouble with video, I can even email you the audio for that. So uh, it's kind of like a fun thing for Christmas, all right? You know, you might have some deceased relatives right now. My mother's here with me. So, I mean, this is, this is the time of year that, that, your, that your deceased relatives will come around to visit, all right? I mean, there's a lot of family that come around this time of year, all right? So you might have that going on right now and not realize it. And this is your chance to find out. Who is there? All right. So if you want to do that, you can do that at Venmo at California Haunts. Just that simple. Just sign up at Venmo at California Haunts. $12, boom, you're, you're in. Or if you're uncomfortable with Venmo, head on over to the meetup, California Haunts meetup. You can sign up over there. And that's a PayPal one. Okay. All right. Now, that being said, Nancy's patiently in the waiting room hearing me BS. And she's going to hear a little bit more BS out of me. But here we go. Let me bring in Nancy Matt. Hi there. Good evening. <laughs> Hello, everybody. 
happy Friday night. Look at this. Your hair and my my hair and your hat just like, well, I'm getting yeah, a little bit know. of feedback. I don't know what's happening with that. My day was like this. Okay. I put up my, well, it's not done yet, but my aloha tree. <laughs> okay. Christmas tree you're talking about. Yes. The issue mm-hmm. I have, though, is I have a dog that likes to eat everything in sight. Oh, my gosh. So I have my other tree in the house. That's a candy and cake tree. It's a fun tree. A candy and, dog, and cake? Yeah. It's got, it's got, uh, <laughs> it's got. You show me. Yeah, you've seen it. It's the, the fake candies. And, yeah, and it's got I saw Aloha. I like that one, too. Yes. That and, very fun. And, and Monica, before she passed, got me uh, a couple of, of uh, snow cones to put on there and stuff. I mean, it's all themed. That whole tree. It's a sweets tree. And the dog took it literally. And so it's like having a house with a toddler. Now the first two or three rows of my, my seven and a half foot tree have no ornaments because the dog has destroyed them. Oh, you know, so my Aloha tree now, and it isn't as heavy as the seven and a half foot tree because it's, it's, it's an older, it's an older fakey. And um, so what I did was I took a box and I set the box on, on the ground and it's about probably about, a foot off the ground now and the tree sits up higher it's a six foot tree <laughs> for her and then the problem i have is i have another dog that's 15 years old that wears a helmet on his head because he has he has um rash issues where he's always chewing himself so he will go into things you know and destroy things so if the tree's sitting down low that other tree it's going to go down because it's light so i have it up high so far they haven't done anything to it <laughs> the issue oh, I have oh, that makes me fun. That's so funny because I know what this looks like, everybody, and it's it's really sad that she got yeah. And so I'm really short. I'm short. I'm only five five. Okay, I'll admit it. And I just realized I couldn't reach up to the top of the tree, so I had to lift the tree off the box in order to, so I could put the lights on, so I had to lower it to the floor. So as I'm lifting this this five this the six foot tree, <laughs> I thought I was doing a really good job until the top let go because I didn't realize I. I had grabbed it above where it connects with the bottom, with the base, you know, the bottom part. So as I'm lifting, and I have a bad back, so I'm trying to be really careful and you know, meticulously do this, the tree starts to lean over on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I'm thinking, what in the hell am I going to do? So I had to wrestle that for like five minutes to get it, and then I had to get it back in the hole, you know, the, got the whole top of the tree port set up, had to get that back in the hole, and I finally got the lights on. Finally got the tree back on the spot, but uh, that was my adventure today. Was fighting a six, you know, a, a six foot fake tree, and uh, it was fun, even though the tree tried to eat me. It's kind of like you know, this. There was a Saturday Night Live skit a few years ago where the Christmas trees attacked, and that's what it felt like when it came over. I the never top. saw that. Yeah, watch very little. It was TV. Attack of the Christmas trees, you know. <laughs> But that was my adventure. But the Aloha tree, like Nancy says, it's really cool. It's got different things on there. Very you know, cool. it's cool. There's tiki stuff on there. There's Hawaiian stuff on there. There's sushi on there. We found fake sushi at Michael's, you know. So it's unique stuff to Hawaii. We got an Elvis stat. You know, we got an Elvis ornament because obviously, you know. And I, put, and I put a camera on there for the tourists. I'm always looking out for people. How funny is that? Yeah. I like so, yeah. That. So I'm just I, starting to do ornaments on there. Yeah. First time I saw a picture of it, I, you know how you look at something. What am I seeing? And I had a really, she had to come and tell me what it was. It was fun. Yeah. It's one of these trees you have to walk up just like, just like the Swedes tree. It's one of these things, kind of like as you see at the store, you have to walk up and look at like every individual ornament because there's yeah. different things on there that, you know, that draw your attention and stuff. So, yeah. 
Now, next year, hopefully, if I get everything organized properly, I'll have three trees up. So that'll be kind of fun. Which one was your mother's favorite? My mother's favorite was the fruit tree. Which one did you put up today? I had the aloha tree, and then I had the candy tree up. She loved the candy tree, though, in the end, because it was so um, big. But she loved the aloha tree. She loves them all, but the aloha tree, because it was the last tree she saw, you know? Okay, between that yeah. one and the candy tree were the last two trees I had up here before she passed. But I also have a um, Douglas fir that's six feet tall that's in the shed right now. And I did an old-fashioned tree where we hung. I, I, I went out. My mom had the idea. Years ago, years ago, the end thing was hanging apples from your Christmas tree. And so my mother loved the idea over the years. And so I turned around and I, I bought apples on, you know, on, on eBay and got a whole bunch of those. And then I thought, you know what? It's all red. You. And of course, Nancy knows how I am. I just can't sit there and, you know, look at these apples. So I started by bananas and grapes and all this other stuff and oranges. And so this tree, when oh, I get done, it's all fruit. It's an old fashioned tree and it's, it's all fruit, all different fruits and stuff. Uh -huh. And I even managed to find um, some cranberry um garland for it oh but instead of regular christmas yeah instead of regular christmas lights i had the bright idea of like old style candles but those old style candle um uh lights are dangerous so what i did was i went to the dollar store because you can buy them in packs of two right i went to the dollar store and started buying um fake those little round fake tea lights yeah yeah and so i i, I amassed like 30 40 tea lights and then you just can order the batteries real cheap on ebay and so what I do, instead of putting regular lights on the tree, I'll buy enough tea lights to get me through the season. You know, enough tea light batteries. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. And then I'll put them on the tree, and it's real pretty at night. You, everybody's seen those for fake candles. Mm -hmm. You put a candle, you don't want to light it because you've got cats. Yeah. <laughs> you got yeah. cats. Yeah. So you buy this little round white with a little mm -hmm. flicker, but it's plastic. I don't even put the battery inside, and you turn it over, you turn it on. And it looks pretty good. Yeah. I have a couple so it's of old fashioned. That. Yeah, it's an old fashioned effect when they're sitting on the bows. Yeah. So hopefully next year, you know, everything will work out and, and you know, I won't be behind schedule and I can get the third tree up and, yeah. and do that with it. I also have a glass version of that, of, of the trees too, and, but I'm afraid of my animals. I have nothing but glass ornaments. A glass version. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, not the tree's not glass, but the ornaments are all really. We really need blown glass and stuff, and I just I'm afraid to put it out because you know of the animals. Oh, I I wanted to uh, I forgot to put comment. Oops, Shar, you tell me if this is clicking. I want to say hi, Jen, Marissa, Jerry, uh, Sarah. Hello, girls and men, women. Apples and her heard of that popcorn? Yes, I I when my kids were little, I did do popcorn also. Uh, and there's one little lady who isn't in. The chat room, Jessica I talked to her today, and she told me she mm -hmm. watches the show Friday nights. She's a real oh, sweet right. girl, really sweet Hello. girl. I loved her today. Uh, Hello, so everyone. I'm acknowledging, and I apologize for not turning the comments on sooner. Uh, you can get tea lights with a timer from Amazon. Oh, see, that's what I need. See, I can just pop yeah. the babies back on. Well, I I cheated. I've got the tree with the um, lights already in it, mm -hmm. and it's a uh, fiber optic i really like go. that yeah my and, my, uh, my uh my, my sweet trees like that mm -hmm. it's really the pretty about that is i have i have a really neat tree topper for that and it's it, it's a cake tree topper that looks like a snowflake cake? 
But my tree is so tall that because I have an eight foot ceiling in there, and the tree is seven and a half feet tall, and the and the thing the the the, the, the uh, topper is like a, like a foot tall at the, at the, mm -hmm. at the back, mm -hmm. so I can't put it in. Well, we were gonna sometime okay. to get started. I'd like to talk about. We did discuss which one. Shar came up with some really good choices. The other is the sixth sense. And depending, now we start a little late. We're going to talk about those. But if we run out of time, if we run out of topic on those two, because I'd like to look at them kind of like inside the plot and seeing the producer, the director, the writer, what are they really trying to tell us. The one I would like uh, to do next tonight, if we have time. If not, maybe next week is Crimson uh -huh. Peak. Okay. Crimson Peak. Remember that? It was well, I have an idea about next week, too, that we can do that with. So I haven't okay. hit you with it yet. I have, I have this. Okay. I'll okay. hit you at the end. I'm going to surprise you. And, and why are we doing this? Well, it's fun to talk about movies. Um, these are all kind of like on the fringe of being spooky. Uh, ghosty, of course. Mm -hmm. But uh, at this time of year, a lot of people aren't watching this show. Mm -hmm. So we're doing. we're going to have fun for a few Fridays and do this. I think that Shar wants to put together a couple of the readings, so that would be in addition to um, these Friday night shows, and only because it needs to be more specialized. Right. Now, uh, now, now, but, now, before we get started, I want to add something. Okay. When my team goes out to do a preliminary investigation mm -hmm. at someone's house or someone's business, what if I have a 101 question questionnaire. We go really into what's going on in the house, you know, and the people that live there. One of the questions deals with movies and TV. We ask them directly, <clears throat> excuse me, we ask them, you know, what movies do you, are your favorite movie, you know, ghost movies, or what TV shows are your favorite ghost shows, and they'll tell you what they are. And then we say, well, how does that, or, or how does what's going on in your house relate to those shows that you've seen? That could be it two-edged sword you might want to say we're doing a survey we, we're just trying to get a, a feel of what population out there watches certain shows tell me your favorite and then when you're done say or you're investigating does this have any do you see a correlation because mm -hmm. i think we set ourselves up to see these things there was a real mm -hmm. mm, i'm trying to think of the i saw it on youtube and it was not a documentary it was set up like one and this young man was talking about disappearing and he says, I think that the shadow people are after me. Mm. And so he's done this document. He saw a documentary talking about the shadow people coming and to get him. And of course, he does disappear right after that, a few months after that. This has been like three years ago or something. And it was done very, very well. Um, the shadow men or something. It's a gentleman in his front room. And he's doing a doc like we're doing on camera. Right, he's right. talking about his fears. Well, shortly after that was a real big rush on people seeing shadow people in their homes. It, mm -hmm. it is what it is. And I think we get impressed, impressionable. Um, mm -hmm. Now, Shar does have people in her house. I talked about her mom. By the way, she's wearing blue tonight. So she wanted me to tell you that. It's a blue, silky-looking thing with flowers, a, a small pattern. Is that? Do you know? recognize that? The I don't, but... It could be something she wore to work once because, you know, that's how she dressed for work. So. Uh, for some reason, she's showing me that. And I thought I stopped my pop-up. Sorry, kids. Um, so <laughs> impressionable, yes. Uh, 
do I have a ghost in my house? Because no, I really do have one because I saw him and described it to the manager of the complex and mm-hmm. the verification of the what the person looked like. Yes, yes, yes. And they either live in our life, our time, and see what we see, or they live in theirs. And mm-hmm. it's not always easy to determine because this house was his 20, 30 years ago, something, 30 years ago. Uh, he knows the way through the house. And uh, it's really odd. It's really odd. Um, we're going to be talking about ghosts who are stuck, ghosts who are semi-conscious but don't want to change. And so I'm going to, which one would you like to start with, Char? You pick. Let's go with, I see dead people. I'm going to go with that one. That's all I can think of, I see dead people. I, you know, we're not trying to give the pot away. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I cannot see the chat room. Um, I have over here. Jen, um, which one haven't you seen? Jen says she's one she hasn't seen. Which one? I think that's Crimson Peak. Because I think oh, the comment was made. Yeah. yeah, it was I'm made a few minutes ago. Oh, you're kidding. I've never seen that one either. Oh, hello. It has uh, um, Tom Head- Headlesson. Uh, he's okay. a very H I D D L E S T O N. You'll recognize him in a moment. And of course, the the lead is Maya. <laughs> I'm so bad with foreign names. Uh, so anyway, uh, Crimson Peak is something you might want to see, everybody. Well, the sixth sense <clears throat> starts out with um, a child psychologist or psychologist, mm-hmm. or whatever. And he goes to this bank banquet and they give him a plaque of hooray, you've done so well, it's wonderful, wonderful. And he goes home and someone's broke in. And it's a young man, um, tall, lanky. And this person has snuck into his house and is telling him, you didn't do you didn't help me when I was a child. I was seeing ghosts and you didn't believe me. And he shoots Bruce Willis and then shoots himself. And then somehow the screen goes dark and we pick it up where Bruce has come out of the house. He's going to go to work. He's on his way. And he's had a lead of talking to a young man where the family's in discord because the young man discussed psychological problems. And he goes and visits him. And unfortunately, the boy says, you won't believe me. There's a big struggle of words. And he says, okay, okay, I'll tell you. I see dead people. And the psychologist sits back and like, it's ringing true to him. He's heard that before, but he doesn't remember. And he's having a hard time wanting to believe this boy. So he kind of makes up, well, this could be it. This could be that. And it goes through with the boy seeing ghost and being uh, like in the school, he saw the building being used as a hanging post where the criminals would be brought in and hung from the rafters. And those are clearly spirits that have not and will not move on until they wake up mm-hmm. um, he has gone to a birthday party and uh, the boys torment him because he's a little different um, and they trap him in a room where this ghost and he's terrorized in fact he's so terrorized that is actually something in there and <clears throat> and he goes to his mother's and says mom something's wrong and he takes put she pulls the shirt up and he's got these massive scratch marks on it and um, oh, at that point, she takes him to the hospital, and the psychiatrist does come and visit him. And that's when the boy admits, I see ghosts, and this is what hurt me. Um, 
and it gets pretty involved. There's other ghosts in there. When in the house where he lives, it fires up again, and he sees a young man uh, walking through the house, and he goes, shh, and he turns around, and the back of his head is blown off. Uh, there's another little girl. Now, he's what we call a locked-in ghost. There's a cycle that repeat and repeat. More than likely, he got shot, and the bot didn't stop, and the loop was always in that way. You'll see what I'm talking about. The other one is somebody that is hiding, and he has created a tent to be safe. Uh, blankets over chairs. A lot of moms have fixed that for little kids, right? And he gets in there, and there's a little girl in there, young girl, and she might be 12, and she's talking about um, needing to have him do something for her. And she pushes forth a small box. Do this for me. Do this for me. And it comes out that they're invited or how this happens. I'm not sure. It's been years since I've seen the movie. Um, in fact, I have had no extra time in two weeks to sit and watch these movies. Um, uh, he gets to go to the funeral of this little girl. And at the end, this is more than halfway through the movie. And there's incidences through that. And he gives a box to the father. And the father looks at it. And it's the mother of this child um, poisoning her. Shar, uh, what is that called um, when a mother poison take the child to the hospital and the ch mother gets all the attention? And um, Hauser, Monhauser, something other symptoms, yeah, syndrome, yeah. right? And I forgot what it's called, but um, I wasn't thinking I would speak that word. But so in the movie, uh, the boy gives the VHS to the father, and they watch the mother poison the little girl, and though she's arrested and taken away. Uh, the other thing that's in the movie, which is amazing, is they're in the car toward the end of the movie. There's a couple things I'm leaving out, because I want to go back and address some of these issues, mm -hmm. is that the mother knows something's going on with this boy and starting to believe him, and the mother's sitting there, and the little boy says, you know, grandma's really proud of you. And she, she immediately, and he goes to explain that she did attend her bright, her ballet recital and kind of closes in some of the things that he probably would never have known about. Mm -hmm. And then she has this belief system and she was the antagonist of the whole movie, really putting the boy in an uncomfortable place, um, forcing, forcing, go on, do this, do that. And the boy's agonizing, like in the kitchen, she fixes breakfast and put it to the table. And he sits there, she goes in the room, comes back, and all the cabinets are open. And he's dug his nails into the kitchen tabletop because it wasn't him. And so the antagonist is unfortunately disturbing the boy even more. <clears throat> so Bruce Willis is supposed to help this boy overcome this. In scenario, it's the same situation with the young man that shot himself in the beginning of the movie. Because in that house, he had the basement to himself in the house that he shared with his wife. And later in the movie, he starts putting put it together and he's starting to remember. So he go gets the tape, uh, cassette tape of an interview with this little boy that grew up to be the man that shot him. And he's sitting by himself and the psychiatrist, Bill Swillis, leaves the room. He says, I'll be right back. And when he goes to replace the tape to be able to hear just to find out where he was, he's playing it. And the boy's sitting by himself and he's hearing someone speak French. 
behind him. So on the tape that's supposed to be a little boy sitting still in the room is the voice of a stranger speaking French. Now, in my world, um, I, I talk to people all nationalities and cultures, um, and I've not yet not to be able to understand somebody. Um, and that was pointed out to me so many years ago. Um, there's a, a family in Greece that talks to me. And the first time they did, the grandpa or the father told the daughter what he wanted to ask questions. So it was her I was on the phone with in English. I would say something. This is all being taped. You could have just waited. Mm -hmm. Turns around and says, Dad, Dad, blah, 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 in Greek. Of course, I can't understand a thing. And so that's how it works. But my answers came to me in English. So I was a little surprised to hear French on the tape. Just, I don't know how that works. In other countries in France, some little psychic sitting there, medium like me, hears in her own language. Now, if I showed up in spirit person and start talking English, how would they hear it? How would she interpret it? That's a really good question. Um, so I'm not sure how it works. I'm not sure. Um, I actually hear words, but I have, so, I'm so visual, a lot of like playing a movie in my mind, they'll show me things like <clears throat> yesterday, uh, there was a death of the family and the, you know, they want more proof than just my given visuals. Well, I came up with a birthday cake. I says, oh my gosh, the woman's showing me a birthday cake. Oh, you know, 15 years ago, she had the birthday of all time. It was her 61st birthday. And I says, well, isn't that odd? She would want me to see that. And we sometimes forget that when I give a validation like that, it's not in a, a, a tearful moment. It's usually a happy moment because they want you to remember them that way instead of the profound grief. It's very hard. Um, I'm so sympathetic because I did lose my mother also. And unfortunately, as time goes on, sometimes we miss them more. But she's a kick. I tell you, so sometimes she'll show up and scare the jihivis out of me. And other times I just feel her. Are you showing up? Kind of feel her coming into the room. Kind of feel her energy here. But anyway, anyway, uh, you have to call them. You have to ask for them. They're doing their own world. And they can come mm -hmm. quickly. Oh, is that my mm -hmm. daughter calling me? You know, so, but anyway, so there's a lot of um, spirits in this movie. They're clearly locked into a pattern and they can't get out of it. So Bruce Willis is a conscious ghost. He can't move on. So in the movie, it's revealed that he is the ghost of it also. But he's in this pattern that he cannot move on until he releases the guilt of the first the, the child that he helped and didn't believe. I found that to be exciting, mm -hmm. um, right. And so the underlying theme of this is the mother. Did she believe her child? No, she did not. Did she want to? Sorta. But in her struggle, she came to be a realization there's more because she got a message from her mother that, that made what she, her son did okay but up to that point the boy had buried all this for fear of mother not loving him to me that was a subplot that was very very important um, the other thing that was important is the wife couldn't release him either so when bruce comes in one night dark outside so i don't know what time of year it was but it was not winter she has on the tv their wedding so she's struggling to let loose 
let go and allow him to be a spirit person. And we as human beings don't realize that that also can pull that spirit person in a loop. Say you're grieving and you have a couple of important times in your life you put on camera. If you watch it over and over, you are pulling that spirit to you. So you want to watch it as in rejoicing that you had time with this person, not watching it as in grieving the loss of that person. It's how we interpret what we are in, inviting into our life and enjoying versus crying. It's very hard. Um, I've had a lot, I've had death in my family, friends in my family, people around me. It's very, very difficult. But at the same time, what is making it so difficult? It's, it's you losing what you want the most. It's like a terrible breakup where the person leaves you and you say, well, I had planned on having that person in my life. I've made a movie of what I expect. Mm -hmm. Is that clicking? Yeah. Um, yeah. So sometimes you have to look at why are you grieving what you lost? You're angry at that person. Remember, I'm trying to say it the best way possible. Be grateful that you have that person for as long as they have. I am actually talking to people and I've dealt with dying people. Um, very young people and it's sometimes difficult and I hope when I go someone will say I'm so glad she gave us as much as she did now you can go play Nancy which I would love to do uh, just can't imagine taking a month off and going somewhere just read every book in my house so in some ways you have to rejoice that they don't because they are alive everybody I see them all the time and Char was a little just ruffled this morning with his spirit person in the house, she says, oh, my dog, my dog. And I says, did the dog know her? No, she didn't know. Her. Okay. So she doesn't recognize your mom. Mm -hmm. And I felt so strongly it was mother. And I think she was there because of the Christmas. She reminded me. And then mm -hmm. she showed me what she had on. Now she comes up with a blue silky top. Um, I can't tell for sure what she has on. I can't tell, but, but she thinks she looks really good. <laughs> Thank you. I wonder if it's one of her popcorn tops because in the end, um, she what? loved it. Was easy to dress her in those. I don't know you what know? that means. Popcorn. Well, tops. they're 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 um, <laughs> they have a lot of elastic on them, and they're they're this is that silky material. Oh no no, it, no okay. this is very smooth blouse. Okay. okay. This is not rippled so that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> this would be something she might have worn ten to fifteen years, twenty years ago. It fits really her, well. and she she has a small bosom. She looks her shoulders look really good, so she looks better. Mm -hmm. And I think she wants you to. She might know we were going to talk mm -hmm. that she looks good, and she but, was there. And I believe she makes me think she knows you about your radio show. She knows about the TV, um, the feeling of being freed up from being mm -hmm. tied down. Feeling she says yeah. I got tired sitting on my butt, so she likes that she can walk now. Oh, thank you for that message. She shows me sitting in the chair. She got tired of sitting. That's, that's a true, too. I get tired of yeah, sitting all true. day. I do computer work. I go, oh, my gosh, I have to sit one more minute. Um, that's very nice. I love that. Yeah. Your dad hasn't come around for a while, but we digress. Let me go on here. Okay, <laughs> now, for Bruce Willis, he was haunted by the death of this, I mean, the uh, death of the man, but the that he failed. He wasn't aware that he failed and this was creating the loop. But as he agonized over the man who shot him, the last words he heard were, 
you failed me. So going to his death, he captured those words. So when we talk about hospice, and I went through, well, two formal courses, and then I had did a refresher up. Um, anyway, we are to attend to the needs of the dying. We're not there to convince, to teach, enlighten. By the way, I want to tell you my philosophy of death. You don't go there. You want to go there with, I rejoice in who you are, share with me. And I always encourage people, record everything, because as with my mother, we did interview her several times. You miss people's voices. Mm -hmm. You want them to be able to say what they need to say. So it's encouragement to do that for sure. Of course, there's hospice nurses over here trying to make the group comfortable. But I find that very, very encouraging. Um, even to the point where you have to allow it. Uh, there was one girl dying of a brain cancer. And I remember going to the, um, it was in Roseville Care Center. I'm trying to remember the name, but it doesn't matter. And the nurses and people didn't want me to talk to her because she didn't believe she was going to die. Okay, what is my job? By the way, you are dying. Huh? I can't do that. If she wants to believe she's going to live, what do you think I should tell her? You're going to be fine because she will ultimately. Mm -hmm. And so you have to not disagree with them. It's like some in dementia go that way. So what trapped Bruce was no one was telling him, by the way, you're okay. What the mm -hmm. last thing he heard was you're bad and wrong. So someone dying around you, you want to give them good feelings. I'm holding your hand. Let's sing together. You have messages for people. Just relax and enjoy it. Um, a couple of the people know what I did for a living, and I've already talked about some of them. Uh, they want to know who was greeting them. Of course, I'm going to say everything, right? Oh, my gosh, look at all these people around here. <laughs> Sometimes there's a whole group of them. Sometimes it's just one person. One little lady was in the hospital. Just one person showed up. It was her grandma. And she held all these ribbons in her hand pink pink ribbons just dozen of them and when this lady was a child she, african hair and she would braid um, these little pigtails all around her head and all be ribbons like flowing hair and when i said that i went oh my gosh guys you're gonna be right or you'll be wrong you know i trust my eyes i don't always trust my ears but she showed me a picture and i oh, almost started crying again here and and i left and she she died a couple days later, and I said, I bet she's died with a smile. What else do you want, right? So mm -hmm. unfortunately, Bruce's case, no, nothing could happen. The wife was hysterical, trying to stop the bleeding, and he dies with, you failed me. So in the movie, he helps the boy. He helps the boy by understanding and releasing the anguish. He helped the boy, and the boy helped him by saying, thank you so much. Now you, you can go because you've helped me. So he released Bruce Willis. The main character, like I said, wasn't just always what you're seeing. It's the mother little boy and her, the undertow. Mm -hmm. uh, for Bruce, it was denial that he didn't do a good job. He was failing. And all the rewards he got, they meant nothing. For the little boy, he found somebody that could help him, even though he didn't want to talk to him. Mm -hmm. So was he antagonist? Was he the one suffering? It's kind of a combination. But he was able to release the stress of what he'd been kept inside, even if it was to a ghost. True. 
see so that's pretty complex oh kelly hello dear that's australia i want tell me what time it is there or what day it is i'm trying to move this side here um uh, uh munchausen hi libby thank you very much and uh and then kelly uh is from australia hello sweetie and i hope you're fine tonight okay um do you have any questions in the room i i lifted my screen up so i can see if someone writes a question do you agreement with me or disagreement um like i said sometimes the plot isn't as we think it is we watch it visually but there's other some subplots to movie that sometimes are actually more important Okay, so I don't, remember, I don't remember when that movie because of Bruce Willis being dead. I don't remember in that movie if he was able to see the dead people as well as a little boy, or no, he didn't see them. Okay. He did not. Mm -mm. That's because he was in his own loop. Okay, okay. So he was in a loop of allowing himself only to see the boy. Mm -hmm. And he was a, a, I call him semi, there's different degrees of ghosts. I've talked to you about that. Um, and what can happen terrible story i won't even go into it um i know of a death and over a couple of years the man turned into what we call a ghoul and you would call demons a, a, so mm -hmm. they can go insanely insane and and i've seen it happen uh, and there's different stages of that and so you can have the serious loop that never ends the boy that said Shh, he turned around and the little um Haley, the young man of the movie, the teenager had back of his head shot off. That will never stop for him until he realizes. The little girl that was poisoned, uh, she was not, um, she was a semi-conscious um, stuck in her loop. The reason I say that is she was not healthy. She was still throwing up. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's still a ghost. That's not a freed spirit. Mm -hmm. She was freed only after her mother was caught then she could let it go because she was murdered and there was no um validation for her to be able to tell anybody because no one would leave her see she had gone to hospital over and over and she never said anything so she was in a semi kind of a semi-conscious loop to me i've seen that a lot a lot um the others oh god they're so deep there were so many layers of this almost hurts my brain <laughs> it's 11 a.m saturday in albany western australia 11 a.m saturday albany western australia oh i know it i have some people from different parts of the world and i have to leave it up to them uh i have a one o'clock tomorrow from england and i i have to leave it up to people i i don't even want to deal with it on the bottom of my page contact me at my nancymap.com I have mm -hmm. a world clock thing. You click on it and it figures your times out. But um, uh, let's see. Libby says, I definitely interpret films differently nowadays. I didn't see that one. I appreciate both Charlotte and Nancy. Okay, so The Sixth Sense, absolutely. I really think that's a good one to see. Now, the others, the antagonist in this movie is the mother. And mm -hmm. at the beginning of World War One. Oh, it was a very difficult time. I, you know, we didn't have, they didn't have phones. They didn't, was it World War One or two? I think it was two. It was two. And uh, difference in clothing. Also, I realized I visualized her as she was in the movie 
wearing what we call the look of the 40s, the slim dress, not the high collars and the long hoop dresses, <laughs> the, the bigger dresses of the First World War. Anyway, she is in terrible dismay because her husband uh, has left to go to the war and she's left. If anybody's been abandoned on, um, very, left alone with children uh, in an isolated, um, they're wealthy and they had a like a small castle, their mansion, and her children um, had a disorder of the one that could not be exposed to the sun, photosensitive issue. And I actually know somebody who had this. Um, and so people who take particular medicines, like my sister has lupus, there's some medicine she takes that she cannot go in the sun. So these children had some sort of autoimmune issue with getting into the sun. And so in those years, what are you gonna do? So you close up the house. So it's always dark. And it's been proven that if you're in dark environment long enough, you will have depression. You don't have the vitamin D, I get cats in here moving around, um, that causes depression. So she and her children have depression and issues. And it's very locked up and she's very alone. And the little girl is seeing ghosts. And the mother won't believe her. So you can see where the first layer is, right? And so at what point, um, she's all alone in this big old house. So to the front door comes a man, a woman, and a young lady. And they said, we are here to accept the position of servants for this house. And the woman said, I don't remember. Oh, I must have, but I don't remember. And how many months have I put that in? I can't remember that even. So in some, at some point, she figured she put a in those years, how do you put an ad, right? Mm -hmm. So clearly they didn't have a computer, they didn't have phone, they didn't have uh, things that would make it easy if she put an ad out, must have been to an agency in England somewhere. Finally, someone shows up and she's very grateful. And the woman, um, I'm gonna go over there to get to the names. Um, 1945. 19, okay. Um, so, the people, flee, um, of course I can't pronounce it, Fudge, these names, Flanagan. I know if you saw her picture, you would see her. Unfortunately, just passed away. And she's very light skin, um, had white hair. And the man coming with her looks like a man that could be her age group and they may be married. Mm -hmm. um, in, the, in the thing, they also have what we call late teen, early 20 girl with them. I think late teen. And, um, oh my gosh, I'm looking at the Wikipedia best director of best writing what's that i'm looking at wikipedia too it's just amazing how many awards it came out um this was a release date 2001 the sixth sense was release date let me see if i go over here real quick um oh they don't have it on here oh 1999 august 6 1999 okay so suffice to say the maid was Irish. Flanagan. Yeah. Was Flanagan, like, right? Finolua. <laughs> I know it, right? This is me reading some of my books. God, okay. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't hear it as well as I admit to. Uh, so people say these names. And I go, oh, my gosh, can you give me a name I can say? And the reason is, is on the tape, they get it. They're going to want to know who we're talking about. <laughs> I don't know the, I can't pronounce these names. Uh, the um, husband of, of um, Nicole Kidman, who went to war, 
is uh, Christopher Eccleston, and he was one of the Doctor Who characters. So mm-hmm. um, anyway, 1945 is the movie date. Anyway, so the three show up, and they say, we worked here before, 30 years ago, mm-hmm. and 20 or 30 years ago. And of course, the young woman says, oh, and it never occurs to her that these people haven't aged especially the young girl and um and the so so anyway the protagonist i believe is nicole kidman because she's controlling the actions not only the servants but of her children and she's in what we call a conscious loop she's not stuck rotating in the same way Mm -hmm. she is in charge and stuck in her environment and she only sees the house as it was and mm-hmm. I think that's what these people who live with us also most of the time, because Larry has found them. He invited them to sit down on the couch and he did. Can you imagine what my husband must have looked like? You know, just, <laughs> uh, cat jumped up on here, one of them. So I'm going to have a cat on the table here. Um, she's in a conscious loop, but she's in denial of the actions that she took to make them be ghosts. And she's trapped this other spirits also and so i do call this a trap situation mm-hmm. and the three people who showed up eventually we discover they were ghosts also and had died in a plague 20 years earlier mm-hmm. and how she finds out she's cleaning out the attic and she comes across the pictures that were very popular a turn of the century up to the 40s like 30s or 40s of taking pictures of people who are dead and i know you all have seen that um I th- there's many few movies out that talk about this and normal live people can have the pictures taken also but it was very uh common especially with the children that, mm-hmm. that set them up make them look alive or put them all in bed together it's pretty creepy but that's what they used to do and so she comes across the pictures of these people and then she forces them to leave because she thinks they're ghosts in her living world mm-hmm very spooky um it comes out that the awakening of nicole is being forced to believe that these were ghosts the second thing is the daughter says i see ghosts too and so nicole has a fit she puts him to bed and come to find out the ghosts of the live people who are now living in the house and they disturbing the live people and so it comes to a head where she's starting to realize something's beyond her control and i call this waking up i call this waking up and she now is aware unfortunately because the child says to her you killed us you killed us and she didn't remember that and it was one night she puts a pillow over their faces and she smothers them because her husband has gone too long and she is she is alone and she goes insane so she's not really she is guilty but i don't know how you punish a person who's lost their mind but in losing her mind she kills the children and uh, in the midst of all that i didn't leave it out it's important the husband does come home but he has to leave again and in that disc in that visit from from the man he comes in and he tries to tell her he's sorry that she killed him 
the children, that he doesn't blame her. And of course, it wakes her up to a point where she doesn't realize, what is he telling me? He can't, he can't stay. Why can't you stay? He says, well, I, I need to go back to the front. I came home to see you, but I have to leave. And in the course of him being there, he acts um, not normal. Like he's very, dis, very uh, distracted. Like his mind is still at the front with his comrades. And uh, he has to go back. It's very sad um, that these people had to live like that. I, I, I can't imagine, but it was normal for them. Like how we explain to the kids 20, 30 years from now that are wearing their watches in their hand, like total recall, mm-hmm. that we had rotary. How could you manage a rotary phone? Oh, my gosh. Isn't the husband dead, too? I thought the husband was dead, too, when he comes back. Yeah, absolutely. He's dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she goes, she says, I'm going to town to find him because I can't stand being by myself anymore. Mm-hmm. And she goes down the road and the fog comes in. And uh, she calls to him and he answers. So he, he just arbitrarily just shows up, which is kind of kind of strange. Mm-hmm. Um, so the plot of it is, is these three ghosts that show up, they took it upon themselves to work with her to release her, but to release the children. Because the children were the innocent ones. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to wake her up to release the children. So the subplot is the rescue of the children. The husband comes back from the war knowing his wife is stuck, but so is he. But he Mm -hmm. still says, I'm sorry that this happened to you, that you went sane. And she doesn't believe him. What do you mean? I didn't do anything wrong. And only after the child says, Mom, don't you understand? I've been seeing the ghost, but we're the ghost because you killed us. Can you imagine her astonishment? So she puts in the bed and goes in the hallway and then she gets her memory that she shot herself after killing the kids with a pillow. Another subplot is the people who bought the house are trying to decide if they want to stay or not. And they have a medium that's Mm -hmm. unfortunately blind. And she comes and the little girl, somehow the child has always known that she was stuck, but she didn't know how to tell her mother. And the, medium somehow knows that this whoever she's talking to it's okay to say what went wrong and she says did you know do you know you're dead and the little girl can't believe it but this she really does know mm-hmm. and it was shortly after that she says mom you killed us because she was always able to see these individuals in the mo- end of the movie unfortunately they don't stay they can't stay Mm-hmm. because the ghosts have are not leaving but they do live or choose to be there because they love it and now photosynthesis issues for the ghost is no longer so they open the curtains up but the other interesting thing about all this too with nicole kidman and even her character as the ghost she thinks she's losing her mind because she'll close Again. the drapes and she'll walk into rooms the drapes will be open or the door will be or the door will be unlocked and open and stuff and she can't figure out why Right, right. So, um, right, that's right. I, that was yeah. a tidbit that I forgot. So she thought she was going insane again. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it made me sad, the movie, because I could feel that she really believed what happened. And I also believe that did ha- things like that did happen, mm-hmm. that people can go insane. Isolation is the worst thing you do for somebody. 
especially someone who has kids and children that are not well. Mm -hmm. um, the meaning for locking the doors, this was a very, very large house. And there were doors that she felt should be locked in case the child accidentally goes in there without realizing and gets hit by the sun's rays. Kind of like a vampire thing, go in it, you're going right. to blister up. Right, right, right. But it's fascinating when the medium is doing her reading and she's trying to contact the kids and she's talking to the mother and the mother yeah. keeps running away from her because Nicole Kidman didn't want to talk to her at all. Right. And so she was having to deal with trying to get, get, get Nicole Kidman's attention to but, figure out what but, went wrong. Right. And so the little girl was standing there mm -hmm. and talking to the medium. Uh, people talk to me and it's hard to, the budget was 17 million and it grows 209.9 million dollars that's a lot of money back then you know 20 years back that's a lot of money that was very very good let's talk about that sequence okay you being a medium let's talk about that sequence when the medium is, is communicating with with the daughter and and trying to communicate with nicole kidman how accurate was that um i've actually done automatic writing Mm -hmm. And I didn't see the girl tr doing this at all, but I have felt the power of somebody when I was doing automatic writing. Um, and so when I was working in Spirit of Grace in Citrus Heights, California, the Universal Christ of the Master Church, and um, we went through classes, I, I taught classes, we talked about automatic writing, and I would um, almost be overtaken just like in the movie with the blind medium. And mm -hmm. a few times I would draw somebody and I, I still can, it just takes a lot of time. I choose not to, because I'd rather help people versus taking time. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and it was proven to me that they can draw if you have somebody that knows anatomy good enough. Um, I'll never forget this. Um, I was drawing a woman's grandmother and she had passed away, very lovely. In fact, the lady I was talking to was named Nancy. She did pass away, but I, I just thought she was a kick. Anyways, I was drawing the picture of the grandmother, and I'm right-handed. I was having a heck of a time, and she was getting frustrated with me. It was on and on and on, and I thought, why is the woman frustrated with me? I'm doing the best I can. I'm talking about the spirit lady. Mm -hmm. And I got done, and, and Nancy was just thrilled. I did a good job. It was really hard. It took me twice as long time. Mm -hmm. And then she said, um, I'm right-handed. And she says, well, grandma was left-handed and she had had a stroke. So she said, I wonder if she couldn't transition your difference in the arms. I had never thought of that before. So I don't know how often the heads, but I have been overtaken. And, and in some ways, the anxiety and the stress of the death took her mm -hmm. over. So in the movie, it gets really intense because she's picking up even though she's blind, she's able to write. Um, uh, I can't remember the words, but I remember her writing them over and over, help mm -hmm. or something. And uh, and it was because the little girl started screaming and yelling. Mm -hmm. And so that energy can take you over. Absolutely. It's not the fa my favorite thing to do, transfiguration type stuff. Um, I've had it a few times, kind of interesting. Like I said, I like more control. I wish they'd talk to me versus take me over. Cause it doesn't feel like I'm living my life. They are living theirs through me again. I'm mm -hmm. really hot on that free will thing. So that does happen. I can, I do believe that will happen. So if we did a ghost investigation. I sat down 
or let me put it this way some in the audience are sharp why don't you sit down and get a pencil and paper and see if you're taking over i guarantee you it does not feel good i don't know if i like that now if it's a loving husband or a friend or family member oh mom you want to do this let me sit down hug me up and take over my arm absolutely but not in a strange situation like that i'd rather just look at them <laughs> tell the people well they look like this <laughs> walk in the room let me talk to you you know don't don't take me over the other uh, thing that strikes me with that movie too is the family that moved into the house the little boy obviously could the, the young boy obviously could see them that's you know, right the, he's the one that started talking about them yeah well the parents couldn't see it but the parents were really more open i mean it was, it was interesting because the parents were open to it right more yeah. so than nicole kidman was with her kids seeing stuff right um, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, I think they had to have that or else they wouldn't know how to close the movie down. It's mm -hmm. like the parents left and, yeah. um, it didn't matter their wealth. It didn't matter, you know, so, um, I thought it was very well done. It the was. Daughter, and out of all the movies that are out there, a lot of the ghost hunters will tell you that that is probably the most accurate depiction of what actually transpires in people's houses. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're caught in the loop. Um, mm -hmm. The ghost man that lives here was the manager of this big, big complex. And um, I'm not going to say anything wrong here. Am I? His ego is based on his power and control. He mm -hmm. must've been a military man of some caliber because he kept a lot of guns and I don't want to get him and mad at me he would walk through the house and go into the front yard and we all have yards it's kind of like kind of a bigger place and he would stand there so he could see through all the subdivision and uh it's it stroked his ego mm -hmm. and um i think that's why he's still here he is living in their time not mm -hmm. in ours so the little girl at the end of the movie could see the little boy because she acknowledged there was humans living there, living humans. Mm -hmm. And so she trans from her time to their time. Now she's a, a spirit in their world. And she won't leave her mother because mother is not real solid. So as mm -hmm. spirits, they decided to, they unconsciously decided to stay with their mother, They're not stuck ghosts anymore. They're spirits, but with someone they loved that cannot be released yet. So at the end of the movie, the mother decides to stay there and the children won't leave her, which is pretty profound. I, in my world, I've never seen that happen. I, I've had, um, how am I gonna say? Um, this is a really long time ago when you and I were doing Blog Talk Radio mm -hmm. and I found I got connected to um, George Lopez, poor Orange Paranormal. And we were doing a show and as has happened with you, I've had spirits show up <clears throat> and um, two girls showed up and they just committed suicide together and they were hanging on to each other because they stayed together. Normally when someone dies, the family's there, they take them away. Whether they had family to visit, take them or not, the children, these two young girls, 15, 14, 15 years old, they did not choose to go with their relatives, they clung to each other. That's the only time I've seen that. And the others, they do see that. 
you see that. Mm -hmm. So in 32 years of seeing spirit people, this was of need, not by desire. Um, when I see spirit people together, it's not because of woundology. They've passed over and they've met up together. Like mm -hmm. the husband who just died. And I'm going to call it the Marilyn in group, Spirit of Grace. Mm -hmm. um, she wanted to know how her husband was doing. But in reality, it was a test. Because what she really wanted to know was how her dead daughter was doing, who committed suicide at 21, like 30 years earlier. Right. So when I saw him, the daughter was sitting on wicker basket, really big, heavy. Mm -hmm. You've seen them. You get it, uh, Pier 1. Right. Um, and so when I talked about the husband, I saw the daughter. And of course, like I said, if I see them, I want to describe them because I didn't know who it was. And when he passed over, the daughter greeted him. He created his heaven. It was a trophy room in this big house they lived in. And um, they were together. The two girls that commit suicide, that's out of need and fear. Mm -hmm. The others was out of need and fear because she didn't want to leave without the husband there. And she couldn't leave because the children were sick. So right. she was trapped. Once she realized that she was also a ghost, then it was healthy for her to say, emotionally healthy, she thought, we're going to stay here until dad comes back or something different happens. Because mm -hmm. this was her sanctuary. Now as ghosts, that were the children were healthy. Now they could open the curtains. They could go outside. So mm -hmm. for her, she trapped, kept the children to her. Like I said, I've never seen that before in 32 years where I've seen this kind of damage and the need to stay together. And the children are awake. They realize they just decided to stay with her because they loved her. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Really complex layers on layers of story. These people that write these storylines are amazing. There's so many layers to it. Okay. What's um, amazing with that movie is that she was very religious. Yeah. Yeah. And when the little girl would, would would see the ghost, she would have her sitting in a room for hours reading scripture. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's punishment. Right. I um, I can't answer that. Um, yeah. I'll get myself in big trouble by saying this. I'm going to anyway. 32 years. When I see spirit people, if they are of a religious group, they will show up in those clothing Mm -hmm. But I have never seen a division in spirit of the religions. Mm -hmm. Meaning there's not a religious group over here for Muslims, not a religious group of people for here for Jewish people, not for Christians. They're all mixed together. There mm -hmm. is no religion other than the praise of God, if that's what you want to call it. Mm -hmm. So um, that's it. Um, what was I? There was another point I was going to make and went. Sorry. And, Get, no, getting older. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, was there? Oh, I wanted to mention Lebby. Lebby says, um, have you seen the movies Loopers? Of course I have with Bruce mm -hmm. Willis. That's that's on a different show. <laughs> we'll talk about that sometime. Time travel. One of my favorite topics. But that's a discovery in that movie of the future. And mm -hmm. um, it's so complex, you guys. That was really good. Loopers, what, look it up. L-O-O-P-E-R-S question mark loopers no, so no next question. week we might go a little longer because what i've thought of doing and along this vein we can talk about that movie crimson obviously crimson peak mm -hmm. yeah prison peak but what i thought of doing would be kind of fun because the being the weekend it is 
we can go through a Christmas carol. And we can talk about that. You want to talk about Christmas Carol? That's fine. Yeah, we can talk about a Christmas I carol. think that would be I think that would be very fun. Yeah. Okay. So uh, that occurred to me when we're first starting, we could do that. Yeah. So we're gonna talk about a Christmas carol and we'll talk about the uh, Crimson Peak as well. We might go a little longer next week, but uh, yeah. And then next week, just so you guys have a heads up, I'm gonna be busy that I mean it's gonna be crazy because we're going to do that Friday night. Then Saturday night, I'll have some Christmas poems and some different Christmas stories. I mean, good Christmas stories, not people hacking each other to death. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. At a Christmas time. Uh... We're going to have a good Christmas story. Then Sunday, we're back to reading our book. <laughs> people will be hacking each other to death. I love it. I love it. But, uh, yes, that's on Christmas Eve. I, I will do, you know, I might do Virginia. We might do Virginia's letter. You know, oh, we might do something like that. Read that. That's yeah. very good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, night before Christmas, and I'm going to tell the story, the um, story of the Christmas cat, the one that I like, and I find it humorous. I'm, I'm a big fan of Frasier, the show Frasier. Yep. And he would always do this thing about the, the little goat herder <laughs> every Christmas, and they'd all roll their eyes, you know all that. So I'm going to do the, the the little goat herder on Christmas Eve as well, with, uh, complete with with goat effect. So you can hear the goats in the background, just just for fun. So yeah, so I'll be here Christmas Eve. Not long, maybe forty-five, maybe a half hour, forty-five minutes. Not not very long, but yeah. So we're gonna I'm gonna be here, and then of course the the reading thing on the following you know on Christmas Day as well. So it's gonna be a busy weekend, but uh, yeah, I think I think next Friday would be great to do Christmas Carol and uh, talk about Crimson Peak, or or something else more cheery. <laughs> yeah, something else more cheery. Yeah. Yeah, you know, right, right. Yeah. Um, Christmas Peak is a good movie, but I think maybe we could find something, yeah, more Christmassy. I'll look. You know what? We could talk about Topper. That'd be kind of cool. Oh, <laughs> I would. I love Topper. Yeah, when we talk, we could talk about Topper. How many of you well, guys out in the audience have seen Topper? Oh my gosh! Come on, tell me. Be honest. Cary Grant. Was it Cary, Cary Grant, Grant that played? Was yeah. it Carrie Grant? Was it Myrna Loy? Myrna Loy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We could talk about Topper. We talk about Christmas Carol and Topper next week. And there was a whole string of those movies. And, and they I were find kind that of fascinating school. because it was that was done like in the thirties and forties. And who the hell knew about all this, you know, really, really, really knew about this stuff back then. And and it was pretty damn accurate. It was pretty it was pretty well, damn accurate as far as the ghosty part. If you want to talk about something funny, I will try to find Lauren Hardy and the ghost stories. Yeah, and there was a couple. Too. I think that most people aren't aware, but the spiritualist movement at the turn of the century was really big. Yes. Uh, yes. And it was um, it really got huge. People like myself back then. And I is I can appreciate this comes from my father's side of the family. Uh, my father's very gifted. Um way over the top his mother but it was her mother alive at the time of the fox sisters and so in upper new york state for saturday night entertainment my grandmother isabel mm -hmm. used to watch mom and her friends do table tipping and get messages from spirits <laughs> so yeah. yeah so you could appreciate when the first world war came around that boomed and of course yeah. there was a lot of false people because people family members wanted to talk to their dead children night overseas was terrible i can't imagine and mm -hmm. um so a lot of dishonest people 
right. came about. And uh, which is too bad. So by the 30s, and uh, there came out more people in the 40s trying to disprove, proves it, disprove it. When was Houdini? What era was he alive? Was it the 30s or 40s? 40s? Yeah. So he tried to disprove it. Yeah. And what's really crazy is Dr. Professor Gary Swartz, the one that test double blind tested me, um, he became friends of Houdini as a spirit man. And he used Houdini to leave messages. He'd ask Houdini a question and in the morning it would come and be shown show up on his uh, computer screen that he answered right. the questions. So at the time I went to visit him at his home in Tucson, Houdini was just standing right there. I go, wow. And I didn't know what he looked like. And I had seen pictures of him, but sometimes you don't look at facial details a lot. Mm-hmm. And he was standing there. I says, well, his body's like it. You know, he had a certain look at his body. And I started describing him. Gary said, yeah, that's, that's him. So, you know, it's kind of crazy, right? Absolutely. Um, I love it. Eric, love it. Nice Hungarian yeah. guy. Uh, but but he was the one that believed in this. Yet he's yeah. there helping Professor Gary Swartz discover a way to talk to spirit people through electronics, like yes. voice box, but yeah, not same. Yeah, uh-huh. absolutely. I have you. Let me thank you. What's that say? Oh, I love your shared experiences. Okay, I got it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I have too many stories. I don't have enough life in me from this point on to repeat everything that's happened to me and things I've done. It's just hopefully some of these shows and my books I'm going to start writing. I'm just yep. trying to wake, waken people with a voice and get people to re, kind of, uh, put, well, see, I don't advertise myself very much. Somehow we got to get these people to put give me an email or something. Sometime yeah. we, I'd bring it up that I have my own channel. Yeah. So, um, We'll go over there and subscribe. So as things I'm starting to do will show up there. But I've had a lot of fun with Char. Yeah. Okay, kids. Char, All right, close it up. So we're closing up for the weekend. Well, not closing up. On Monday. Hang on. I got to move my, my bottle here. Mark bottle. Leslie. <laughs> water. What? Mark, Mark oh, what? Leslie is going to be with us. Author Mark Leslie. He's going to be talking about some true haunted tales on Monday. That's That's what's going to go on. <laughs> 6.30 p.m. our usual time. So, uh, yes, thank you, Jerry. 6.30 p.m. our usual time. Okay, I think and, it's six, uh, Pacific, yeah. Pacific, yeah. Pacific. And then, of course, Sunday. Let me, you know, this chair makes me stand in a new chair. Makes me stand. Um, <laughs> see, I'm I need a new chair, too. I've been sitting in this one for 20-some years. All kinds <laughs> of stuff, man. New chair, new tablet. Hint, hint, hint. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Um, Mark Leslie will be here uh, at the usual time. And then, um, of course, Sunday, I'll be reading from our lovely book. I, you know, somebody said, somebody told me there they were grim stories last week. They were kind of grim, but I thought they were kind of cool because they, a lot of the stories that were grim ended up ghost stories. So it was, it was pretty much like, you know, haunted are ships you, and stuff like that. Which show are you talking about? The Sunday show that I did. Oh, okay. The one where you yeah. read. Okay. Yeah. The, the read, you know, and, uh, yeah. Okay. So I don't know what's going to happen this week. Hopefully, it's more. <laughs> it'll be some more grim stories. I don't know. But uh, anyway, I want to thank everybody for coming. It's been interesting. Our numbers have gone off the charts this month. Oh, I know. We're so hot. We're, we're, we're in fact right as of tonight, and I can pretty much guarantee. After you know, everybody listens tonight, and you know the RSS numbers come in, we're going to be sitting at a hundred more than we were like yesterday. So we're averaging you know a hundred extra a day now. People downloading the show. 
and yes, maybe the audience isn't aware that you can hear us on YouTube um, over and over. Or you could go to Facebook, and every time you do, because we get a click. Or but Twitch. the big numbers, the big, big numbers, numbers come in over our RSS, RSS feed, which goes out over Apple Podcasts, and it goes out over iHeartRadio and Sprecher and all those overseas. Overseas. One time she said to me, yeah. 90, 90 downloads on your show last night, something like yeah. that. Do I know 90 people? <laughs> yeah. And overseas, it's all coming I don't know. It's yeah. all coming in from overseas. It's really cool. It's true. It's really cool. And some, some months will be slower than others because what I think what happens is, is the number somehow the guys will probably be listening and kill me. The guys overseas that are handling the numbers will download all at once. So they, they come in what I call download dumps. And it's kind of fun to watch because all of a sudden I'll get bombed with numbers. This month was one of those months and I'm real excited. I want to thank everybody that's been listening. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Keep listening. Don't do it because I'm just saying this today. Keep listening because we're enjoying it. It's fun to see these numbers come in and it's fun to know that all these people are, are, are watching and listening. Yeah. You know, they're listening it to the show. It's very exciting. Mm-hmm. It's really exciting to watch, you know, and it gives me more incentive to keep going and all this good stuff and, and all that. Now, too, quick everybody. reminder. Yeah, quick reminder, tomorrow at 3 p.m. Pacific, Nancy and I will be doing that special reading. And like I said, it's $12, it's $12 a reading. Now, if you don't have Venmo, okay, because that would be, as you can see, the flashy thing down on the bottom anyway, Venmo, California, it's California Haunts. If you don't have Venmo, you can do it at PayPal, okay, paypal.me at California Haunts. Real simple. Or if you don't remember that big, long address, you can just go over to the California Haunts meetup and sign up over there. Because I have it over there. At California Haunts. Yeah, tell, yeah paypal.me at California Haunts or Venmo at California Haunts. But, uh, and Nancy will be at your beck and call for five for five whole minutes. And as you guys know, Nancy can get a lot said in five minutes. <laughs> you know? So if, if you want to have an extra Christmas treat, that's that, that's a cool way, to, cool way to do it. Good start off to, to Christmas, okay? And it will be anyway, private. Each yeah, one it's of you. private. It's all, each She's, one of you, all private. So the other people in this. Standby won't be yeah. able to hear. She'll won't be able to hear. It'll be like a green room on on the dating game. <laughs> all right, kids. It's fun okay. tonight. Anyway, I want to thank again. I want to thank all of you. If you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. Oh, Good luck, Judy. Oh, and if no, you're I watching, yes. If you're watching from Facebook, please be and you haven't done it already. Please be sure to hit that like and that share button. If you're watching from YouTube, I've been getting really good at this. Yeah, right there. See, I'm really good at that. That that little ghost guy right there. If you click on that, that'll bring up the subscribe button. You can subscribe to our shows. We have more than 450 shows sitting over there, different topics, different things. And I think there's something in there that everybody will like. Okay, mm-hmm. all kinds of guests. Some you've heard of, some you haven't heard of. But yeah. All right. And again, the ticker's down there, obviously, because we work on donations. That's, that's I don't make money doing this. And I don't make money to ghost hunt. Uh, the group doesn't make money to ghost hunt. So we work on donations and that's how we afford this luxurious lifestyle. <laughs> so it's the equipment, help, honey. You need yes, it's all the equipment. So if something breaks, hey, it comes out of my pocket. And I, <laughs> and I, I have to sell, I have to, I have to sell a lock on my hair or something to afford to pay for it. So, you know, right. sell my blood as, long, as, long as, as long as it is, as long as it is, is yeah. right. as long as it is. Yeah. So if you guys can find it in your heart to help me out, that would be great. And again, that's that's Venmo at California Haunts or PayPal.me at, at, at California Haunts. All right. Anyway, thank you very much. I will see you guys on Sunday, 
6.30 p.m. Pacific. And I want to thank everybody that came into the chat room tonight. You're all cool. Everybody's cool. Everybody that's listening, everybody that's going to be listening to RSS feed tonight, you're all cool. And I'm waving my hands. I'm turning into Nancy. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you guys oh Sunday. Here's Nancy's contact info if you're interested. And hopefully we'll see some of you guys tomorrow. That would be kind of fun. Be fun. Mm -hmm. see, see you off hours, right? So here we go. And here's Nancy's info. And away we go. All right. Websites. NancyMats.com. Uh, NancyMatsAuthor.com and the NMA are capped. And you've got YouTube.com forward slash Nancy Matt Psychic. All right, help. Get me out of this funk. That's a book by Nancy Matt's. Two Worlds, Developing Your Psychic Skills, Nancy Matt's. And The Unwilling Sacrifice by Nancy Matz. And, of course, you can get those books at Amazon. Alrighty, then. I will see you guys Sunday. Have a good couple days. Bye.